1: to Bowl Season Daily. That's Tom Fernelli I'm Chip Patterson. Getting you set for all that you need to know going into this bowl day. And a massive day it is. It will conclude with our college football playoff semifinals. First, the Cotton Bowl at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time from Dallas. And then our nightcap will be the Orange Bowl at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Early kick is Alabama-Cincinnati, the one and the four. Late kick We've got Michigan and Georgia, the two and the three, uh, and Tom, let's let's go ahead and let's start with uh, our 11 a.m. Gator Bowl, a matchup that we almost didn't have. Texas A&M was one of the first teams, as we've mentioned, to identify reason, COVID reasons and transfers and opt-outs, and basically we can't field a team, but Rutgers comes to save the day. Um, 16 and a half is our, our point spread here. Or Like, is there, we discussed this on the locks podcast and everyone should go and listen to that for the full against the spread breakdown, but just in terms of, you know, trying to think about where Rutgers is at coming into this game, like it's exciting for them to be in a bowl game, right? They're not going to, they're not going to, um, you know, try to try to put any qualifiers on this. I I would expect the Scarlet Knights to show up and play pretty hard for Greg Shiano.
0: Yeah. You you would, you would think, and you would hope that a team that was not in a bowl game and then volunteered itself to be in a bowl game would show up wanting to play in that bowl game so i i think we could probably expect that the scarlet knights will be pumped up for this one and i think we should probably expect wake forest to be somewhat pumped up for this one too because even though it is the gator bowl and the demon deacons lost the acc championship game to Pitt, and they didn't have the season that they quite were hoping to have you still want to avoid ending your regular season or your entire season with that title game loss to Pitt and then following it up with a loss to a five and seven Rutgers team that wasn't even supposed to be in the bowl because that would just leave a really bad taste in your mouth. So I do think both of these teams are going to show up ready to play. And obviously New Year's Eve, this is the game of the day. This is the one everybody's tuning in for.
1: Well, the all right. When you're Rutgers is not going to be a team that we're going to expect to be able to run it up offensively, but. They've it's like all of the things that Rutgers gets to be proud of is just right out of a good capital F football coach book. like, we don't commit penalties. We've got a good run defense. Like, is it possible that they, they're by the way, Wake and Rutgers, I think, are two of the top ten teams in the country in terms of turnover margin. Is there a result where this thing is close? Where I mean, I, I know that you didn't have a lock on it for the Locks Pod, and you and I have both sort of been wary of trying to have a really strong idea of what the outcome is going to be. But you know, as as we sit here a few hours from from kickoff, would you, which way would you suggest for for those interested?
0: Would you say Rutgers tagline is we don't beat ourselves or others?
1: <laughs> that is, uh, it should be a t-shirt actually. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, no, it can be good because like, I think if you th- look at this Wake Forest team, the one weakness that it's had all year long is defensively. It has trouble stopping teams. Like think back to that army game where army running an option was able to put up what? 50 points? Uh-huh. 56. Yeah, 56 points. They scored eight touchdowns yeah. on them. And I think Rutgers, while not as good of an offense as Army is, I think Rutgers plays a very similar style and will have some success against this Wake team. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the Knights make a game of it. I just don't think. You know, Jaquari Roberson will not be playing for Wake Forest. He had over a 1,000 yards receiving, eight touchdowns. That's a big loss for the Deeks. But I still think that offensively, just with their game plan and the personnel that they have left, they should have success against this Rutgers defense. So it's a hard game to read because we're never really in the situation where we have a replacement bowl team coming in on short notice, even though it's a pretty – compared to other games, it's a long notice, I guess. But – Yeah, it could be interesting. I'm not personally betting anything. This will be a live bet, if anything, for me kind of experience. But I think we could see Wake Forest blow them out. And I think we could see Rutgers pull them down into the mud and make it, you know, interesting.
1: Well, now we're going to have twice as much. By the time um, we get to about 4 p.m. on the East Coast, we will have twice as much experience with the substitute team phenomenon as Central Michigan uh, has saved the Sun Bowl they accepted an invitation to uh, go ahead and, and show up on America's Most Watched Network, the Network of Stars, CBS, a game that you can also watch for free on the CBS Sports app or at Cbsports.com Washington State was always slated to play in this game. It was Miami from the ACC who had to pull out. So Washington State, Central Michigan, the Washington State, we've talked about this game, you know, Favored by seven over under around 57 and a half. Washington State is probably the better team, but yes. would not be stunned if the Sun Bowl gets weird. I, if for no other reason, then we, we do catch some weird Sun Bowls there in El Paso.
0: Yeah, and it's like we obviously know Central Michigan wants to be in the game. They were originally in the Arizona Bowl. That got canceled because Boise pulled out. So they come over here to the Sun Bowl to replace Miami, who pulled out because of their own COVID issues. So we have a Chippewas team that wants to be there and a Chippewas team that's going to want the chance to prove itself against a Power Five program in Washington State. And the Cougars, you know. They will be without Max Borgi, their junior running back. He opted out. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. He's been a huge part of their offense the last few years. He was a huge part of it under Mike Leach. He was a huge part of it under Nick Rolovich, and he's been a huge part of it since Rolovich left. They're also missing their starting right tackle, Abraham Lucas, a starting cornerback in Jalen Watson. So this is a scenario where I don't think you can just write off central Michigan because I do think that they have some talent on that offense. I think Daniel Richardson, their quarterback, he's one of my favorite players in the country because he is shaped like a fire hydrant. He's tiny. He's square. (laughs) He's he's a decent player and he's fun to watch. He can make some things happen. So I think Washington State probably wins this game. If I'm betting it at seven, I would probably take Washington State just as part of the talent matchup and the fact that I'm always skeptical of the Mac in these bowl games, especially against power five programs. But I do not for any stretch think that this is definitely going to be a blowout. This could be a fun game to watch.
1: Then, uh, you know, CBS will take you right into the start of the Cotton Bowl. A reminder that CBS Sports HQ is going to have tons of coverage in and all around, during and all around uh, the entire day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, we will be a part of it as well. Uh, jumping on there, CBS Sports Alabama, Cincinnati, we were watching the, the commercials and the promos for it. they're really trying to they literally actually showing the words the cinderella associated with cincinnati um i if if our umbc is cincinnati then college football ain't never gonna have a real cinderella because this is a program that's won double digit games multiple years over multiple years they've gone undefeated in the regular season two whole seasons in a row i'm I'm not ready to to call this Cincinnati, but it is a historic matchup with the first team from outside the group of five uh, showing up in the college football playoff.
0: Cincinnati,
1: yes. Yep. And somebody tried to write a column and was like, "Why doesn't America root harder for Cincinnati?" I don't
0: because I don't, it's, it's, it's. I think time has proven people don't want Cinderellas in football. No, it's <laughs> like it's also, and let's be honest, like Cinderella stories in the NCAA tournament are cute until the Sweet Sixteen. Most people don't really want them getting to the Final Four. No,
1: we want want the top teams. Yeah, we want the, the teams that are loaded with talent and have prestige and experience. We want the big dogs to face off with the biggest stakes on the line.
0: Yeah, and so, yeah, I agree. Cincinnati is not a Cinderella. It is a very good team that was deserving and was one of the four best teams or four most deserving teams. I don't care whatever one you want to use. They should be in the playoff. And no matter what happens in this game, if Alabama wins this game by 35, it doesn't prove Cincinnati shouldn't have been there. It just proves that Alabama Agreed. is very good.
1: Thank you, thank you. We've we've <laughs> talked about this game, no joke, for probably like four hours in recorded formats, and I'm I feel like you finally got to something that's been I've been working on all, all, the entire time. So I'm glad that we got it out here on Bowl Season Daily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and speaking of which, all that talking we did—if you want a longer assessment of this game you can go to the the episode we recorded earlier this week yeah Yeah, so but as for this game i i'm taking alabama just because i i I like cincinnati a lot i just think that this is alabama is a tier above everybody else for the most part you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so it's not disrespect to cincinnati it's just alabama's really freaking good alabama has It's six wins in the semifinals. The college football playoff have come by an average of 18 points. The smallest win it had was the 11 point win over Oklahoma in which it had a 28 to nothing lead after the first quarter. Cincinnati's awesome. I just don't know if it has as much depth and as much talent to really match up with over Alabama for a full 60 minutes. So if this thing stays under 14, I'm going to be taking Alabama. And I do think that we always get one blowout in the semis of the two games that we have, I think this one is far more likely to be that blowout. But I also, if Cincinnati beats Alabama, I will be very surprised, but I will not be like a gape completely in shock about it either.
1: Desmond Ritter ain't Kyler Murray. No. Kyler Murray got within 11.
0: That he stays healthy till the end of the year. Ba-dum-tsh.
1: Hey. Um, and then finally, Georgia and Michigan, you know, we've, the there are some personnel concerns um on the Michigan side particularly on defense mm-hmm. but dagummit, you put your flag in for Michigan early like on <laughs> selection sunday you're like mm-hmm. i think i think michigan can do it i mean the and i was i'm i am right there with you i'm on cbsports.com calling for an alabama michigan national championship game so clearly i'm there but there's there is a we Georgia has been the best team all along. Kind of result, it's something that would have to be put to the test in a potential rematch against Alabama in the national championship game. But as as we're getting closer to kickoff, and as I've you know locked up Michigan plus seven point five on the Locks podcast, I'm hundred percent ready to see Georgia just come out and uh, and and win the game in a little bit of a dominant fashion. That said, I feel like I could see any result possible.
0: Yeah, and I mean. I, I have grown concerned over the last couple of days here with the Dax Hill stuff. Like as as this comes out on Friday morning, maybe we have a resolution to Dax Hill, but he did he wasn't in. F- wasn't with the team in Florida as of Thursday Jim Harbaugh said it was still that th- th- there's a chance he will play in the game there's also a chance he won't and if he doesn't that's a huge loss for Michigan because he is a very important part of that defense that gives them the freedom to try and do a whole lot of different things disguise coverages mix things up he can cover rec- receivers he can cover tight ends he's an important x factor in that defense so not having him will be huge but I do like Michigan as well. Like you said, from the very start, I planted my flag on the Wolverines to be to be able to win this game. When I saw them open it over a touchdown, it made me just like it even more. But there is also that part of me that, like I said a minute ago, we were talking about Cincinnati. If Cincinnati gets killed by Alabama, it doesn't mean Cincinnati sucks or didn't deserve to be there. But I feel like a lot of people are kind of treating Georgia that way too because Georgia got its ass kicked by Alabama, and now everybody's like, well, they weren't that good to begin with, I guess. It's like, No. <laughs> they were still very good they just lost to alabama and really losing to alabama is not something anybody should ever be like oh they they must not be very good if they can't beat alabama i mean come on so yeah i think this has a chance to be good i'm on michigan but dax hill's availability is going to play a huge factor in how i think this game goes
1: 100 percent right and at the conclusion of it we will be going live at youtube.com slash cover three for the college football playoff instant reaction show uh ringing in the new year with your friends at the cover three podcast youtube.com slash cover three smash the notifications so you can know exactly when we go live also following the cover three podcast on twitter uh, is another way that you can get the latest updates on that you can follow him at Tom Fernelli. thank you to uh Robbie calland Thanks, Robbie. Uh, you can follow pleasure, me. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. You can follow me <laughs> at Chip <laughs> underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thanks.